Welcome back to Out of Range. I'm Craig. Laura. This is your bi-weekly. bi-weekly. It changes all the time. But for now, it's bi-weekly. Podcast about real things diabetes. Yeah. We have a note from last week's episode. Yeah, uh, we just wanted to stand. One of our listeners sent a message in. And basically, one of our listeners in Canada, because our last episode was about insurance. And healthcare system. And we've said something about free insulin in Canada, probably. And basically, they said prescriptions aren't free in Canada. And where he, where he lives. Where they live. And yeah, it was like $150 a month. But they had additional insurance that helped in provinces of other insurance. But basically, if you're thinking about moving to Canada for free insulin, like you're out of luck. <laughs> There's no free insulin. You can get R for free, but you can get R for very cheap in the U.S. if that's something you want. And if that's something you need, go ahead and do it. Yeah. So we just wanted to address that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Now into this week. Okay. So I was low, like all last night. How low? How low can I go? (laughs) I don't know. Low enough for my phone to wake me. Okay. Like maybe urgent low, maybe not quite. I don't know. Low enough that I woke up and I ate three different times. It was one of those nights where it's like you go low, you eat, you come back up, you go low, you come Mm -hmm. back up, you go back low. And then about like 4 a.m. laying in bed. And I think to myself, like, I've gone low like a couple times, you know, the last few nights. Or So it was more than just last night? It was more than last night. Like, I don't know if it was the night, how many nights in a row, but I had like gone low. I was like, I'm just going to decrease my basil. That's it. It was just like, I'm just going to do it. Like, clearly I have more insulin than I need. And so what would the solution be? Right. Take less of it. And I don't know. It just seemed like such a simple solution. An easy fix. For such a complicated thing. And then this got me thinking, which is like never a good thing, (laughs) as you know. Um, I don't. I feel. I feel like this is like a, a very hard thing, and I see this a lot when I see things on Instagram. Of like, I finally had a night in range. I'm sure you've seen those posts. People mm-hmm. are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I finally had a night where I didn't wake up. And I don't know. I think to myself, like, if I was going high or I was going low every night, I was not getting any sleep. I would just want to do something about it. I would just want to fix that. But that's me. I don't know. Maybe that sounds very like. No. Something. I don't know. No, I think it sounds logical. Um, yeah. And I guess it, it, I don't know, it comes down to this weird relationship we have with diabetes where it's kind of, because it's an autoimmune disease, it's our own body attacking us, right? And so it is this weird like breach of trust. Like our body shouldn't be allowed to kill itself, right? Like that's that's against the rules. Your body is keep yourself alive. And then, I don't know, you other things are supposed to be the things that kill you. The cars that hit you, the flu you get from someone else. And for some reason when it's our own body doing it, it's like breaking the rules. 
And that's what gets us mad. And we blame ourselves. What you were saying was that if we if a car hits us while we're walking, it's the car's fault that our arm is broken. Yeah. Someone sneezed on us that we knew had the flu and then we got the flu. It's that person's fault that we got yeah. the flu. But with diabetes, who do you blame? Right. Well, when you have diabetes and your blood sugar goes oh, high after a meal, it's our it's our personal fault. Yeah. Which is something we Craig and I both feel we need to break out of. Yeah. I th- I think everyone with type 1 probably goes through a phase where they feel like their body has betrayed them. Yeah. They blame their bodies. They can't look at their bodies. Yeah. Definitely. Have you felt that? Um maybe not. Not to that extent, really. especially because I was so young when I was diagnosed, I didn't really have time to have a a good healthy body to yeah, be able to, to blame my body for doing what it did because that this is just always what I've done. Um, but I've seen enough of it running or just my type to to see how people feel about it. What kind of things are they going to mind? Oh, I just meet a lot of people who can't who can't look at themselves because that's the body or can never be confident in the way their body physically looks because that's the body that did this to them. Um, I actually just got a DM recently from someone who was asked. It was just like it started off really casually. She said she was looking for a list. She wanted me to give her like some options for low carb snacks. She said she was just diagnosed a couple years ago. Um, and then she used this phrase saying, but it's okay. I manifested this for myself. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Well, I was like, what are you talking about? And she kept talking. She like, she like kept writing messages. And I was like, no, 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 go back. What do you mean you manifested this for yourself? She goes, oh, it's just like my mom had it. And I knew, and I just had a baby and I knew any second I was going to get it. And I kept thinking I was going to get it. And then I was diagnosed. And me, a believer in that most things are manifested by ourselves and thought to by the universe. Um, I don't, I don't think that That's she manifested, yeah, I manifest. don't think she manifested diabetes to herself, but it's just, it's just examples like that where she believed that she gave herself diabetes by thinking that she was going to get it because her mom had it. Um, and I talk to girls all the time. I, I, I don't know. I don't talk to enough guys about it. I think especially females, we deal enough with trying to accept our bodies, but then when it does something to you, like give you a disease like this, well, that's how you think of it. Like gave it to you. Yeah. You, but that's the hard thing. Like our body it's hard, it's hard is to love it. what we live in, right? Right. You, yeah. But our bodies are just these vessels that we inhabit, right? It's our shell. Like, it's our shell. Like we don't pick our body, right? And But because we don't get to pick it, like we feel like that's who we are. Like this is just the cards we're been played, right? Um. But we do a lot of things to change our body. You know, you, how you cut your hair, if you dye your hair, uh, piercings, in your case, tattoos. Yeah. Right? Like we do things to make, and, and at a more simple, like less permanent level, like just the clothes you wear. Yeah. Right? You decide you're going to wear a scarf one day, or maybe you're going to wear, you know, bandana. A bandana. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> Uh, you know, like your fashion, fashion is very yeah. important to a lot of people because it's a way that they can express sort of like yeah. their inner soul externally, right? We can't control how our body looks yeah, to certain degrees, right? right? Um, but we can... Control what we do to make yeah. it look. Yeah, to make, we, we want to make it look like how we feel, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's why like 
goth people, I'm air quoting right now, like have that like aesthetic, right? That kind of like fits their like their dark brooding soul. <laughs> no offense to any goth listeners we have. We'd love totally you. misrepresenting <laughs> you. Send us a message. Um, right? I mean, that's kind of just sort of what I'm going at. Like people have these like stereotypes because, you know, if it's something you care about, like that's how it's expressed like yeah. through your body. I definitely think I have an interesting approach to that. I have like major control issues in life. I don't like n- not being in control of things. And I think when I first entered high school, when I had an insulin pump on after being at a private school where everyone knew who I was. Um, I hated people looking at me and I hated people looking at my pump and I hated people asking me questions. And it was something that was completely out of my control. That I was 14, I wasn't allowed to say. I didn't want to be a pump on a pump at that time. And so I just went through that. And then I got out of high school and I think I was able to express myself. And so I got all of these tattoos and I got piercings. A lot of tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos. And I think I, I, I mean, I love my, I don't regret any, well, I regret one. I don't regret, I regret oh. one tattoo. I don't regret any of the other ones. On but the I, next episode of Out of Range. I think, I think. biggest regret. I think that I got them all because I wanted to control what people were looking at and what people viewed me as. And I, I mean, this isn't like a fact. This is like what I think maybe subconsciously was, this isn't like yeah. the, you know, these aren't like solid reasons why I went and got a tattoo or dyed my hair. But I think I didn't want to be seen in this diabetic girl. So I'm like, no, I'm going to get all, gonna I'm going to get the tattoos that I want. I'm going to get the piercings I want. I'm going to dye my hair whatever color I want because when I walk in a room, I want people to look at what I'm making them look at. When you at. first met, your hair was green. I know. And it was many colors after that. Yeah. Um, And I, I, yeah, I definitely like being in control about what people view me as. And once I was able to get tattoos and piercings, I was able to control what they were thinking about when they saw me at least. Yeah. They weren't gonna, their eyes weren't going to go towards an insulin pump. They were going to go towards my sleeve. Do you still kind of feel that way? Like, I don't think so. I think I've kind of grown out of it. I don't think so. It's just funny now because... I still have all the tattoos? Well, no. I just, didn't get them. Because... I'm not saying I got them to no, do I... that. I'm thinking when I think back on it. Because I got tattooed at, really, at a really young age. And I'm sure that had something to do with it. What I think is funny is that now... Having type one is such a big part of your identity. I know. <laughs> through your nonprofit. Yeah. You're just my type. And more importantly, this podcast out of range. <laughs> um, that it's almost like the opposite now. Like you like you corrected too far. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, oh interesting wait, 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 term, Craig. I corrected too far. Oh. And now I overcor I got an overcorrect. I rage yeah. bullets. <laughs> If you're playing the out-of-range <laughs> drinking game, that's I, a shot right there. I rage bullish, and Unin- now I'm trying to come back Unintentional diabetes on. puns. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe I ran really, really, really far away from diabetes, and now... You came back to And it. now I'm back, and it like feels, we all do. And it feels like back. home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's dark or... Uh... Appropriate. No, it's appropriate. No, I feel good. Yeah, I never thought. Yeah, feels that's, good. This is a whole nother. Yeah, let's. So let's go back. <laughs> Rewind the clock. Um, yeah. You've been so you so trust right? Like we feel like our body has betrayed us in this, and way. we blame ourselves and nobody else. We blame ourselves for 
everything that goes wrong. And we forget that the every low blood sugar. We forget that the weather. Yeah, the temperature changes our blood sugar. Your adrenaline, your, your heart rate. How stressed you are about anything. If you're a woman and about to start your period. Your time of the month. Everything um, affects this. Yeah, how much time between you bolused and you did. If you bolus in an area that's, you know. Doesn't like, absorb insulin as quickly. Exactly. Um, if there's something wrong with your pump and your cannula, if there's an air bubble, if. Scar tissue. God, the list it just goes, goes on, on and on. on. And on. <laughs> like there's so many factors that you don't control. As much as you feel like you are the only person in charge of your diabetes, because that's what it feels like when you're a type 1 diabetic, and I'm sure with other autoimmune disease too, like it's all up to us. We make our corrections. We give ourselves injections. We're, it is not up to us what happens to our body. that's scary, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, ter- it's fucking terrifying. It's scary to realize how out of control you are. Because we are. Like there's yeah. there's so many things that we can't control that we we latch on to those little things that we can. And then that becomes like everything. Well, I think it's especially scary. I'm just going to go back to what I just said. When you do, and I'm not, not comparing to other diseases, but there are many other conditions where you go to your doctor every three months and they tell you what, adjust, what yeah. adjustments to make and you make those adjustments and that's what you're supposed to do. Or you go back every year and that's what you take new pills. We are in charge of ourselves on a day-to-day basis. So how would – how? It's as far so, as I know, diabetes is type one diabetes. Right, is the only disease in which the patient is making right. daily dosing decisions with a medication that could kill in the you. Wrong dosing amount could kill you. So how They're ba- you're ba- basically hand us a loaded gun. Right. So of course, say, how wouldn't you blame yourself better. when you're in charge of all of those decisions? Why wouldn't you blame yourself when something goes wrong? And I think that's hard. Exactly. And I think that's something we've. I have, maybe you, maybe listeners, have all dealt with at some point in their life with diabetes. But I think that the longer I've had it, that relationship have changed to the point where, like today, I can wake up and I can kind of objectively look at my blood sugar and say, okay, I've gone low tonight, today, this night. I've huh. gone low a, a few times in the past week. I'm going to just lower my basal. Right. I'm not a fuck up. I'm not an idiot. Like I, I didn't, didn't do, do this on wrong, purpose. Right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wake up in the middle of the night and sleep bolus. Because I hate Right. Sleep it's like boluses. I didn't do anything wrong, but my body is constantly changing. Yeah. And we have to change. And our environment with it. is changing. Yeah. Yeah. And our stress levels are changing. Yeah. And the temperature is changing. I mean, the only thing constant is change. Right. If that only changes, you're a day older. Like you you cannot stop that from happening. And so you have this choice uh, that is basically you cannot control the outside world. It's kind of All letting, it's kind of letting it go. Reaction to it. Let, yeah. Letting it go. Oh, this is what I was going to say. It's not I, frozen? No. <laughs> I, um, okay, I think you remember this. I When I had just started running again and – I went so low. I was like, I woke up, I was like 105. And by the time I was halfway done with my run, I was like 47 down arrow. Yeah. And I was mad. I was just pissed off. I sat there on a bench and I cried and I cried and I cried and I ate two fruit strips 
which I had done the day before, which made me go too high. So I was like terrified to eat more than that because I didn't want to go high. So I just sat there and I just waited for that straight arrow to happen. And I was just, I was like, I could have punched something. I was so mad. I was having, it was, I was honestly one of the best runs of my life. I was feeling so good. I wasn't looking at my watch and all of a sudden I heard this beep and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I sat there and then as, as soon as I got a straight arrow, I was like, fuck it, I'm going home. So I start like walking up the hill going home and I had all this time left before I had to get to work. And I was, I was more mad that I didn't finish the run that I wanted to go on. And as soon as I was coasting, I was still low, but I, I knew that I was about to come up. And I was like, I'm not going to let this get the best of me. And I went back and I finished the run the way that I wanted to do. And I figured out this quote that I needed to hear myself with living with type 1 diabetes. And it's don't make any sudden movements. Because if I were just to go off the fact that I was low and a down arrow, I, I got up and I left. And as soon as I tr- got to a straight arrow, I knew that I would be okay. And I needed to realize that like if I were to see something and react right away to a blood sugar – I would make a lot of decisions that I didn't want to make. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I wasn't on a CGM and I tested and I was 40 and I ate 20 grams or I was 50 and I ate 20 grams of carbs, I would have kept walking. There's no way I would have gone home, but it's just because that arrow hadn't turned yet. Yeah. And now it's like every time I do something, I'm like, don't make any sudden movements. Wait until you would wait if you weren't on a CGM or like you would test again and then go from there. But I got mad at myself. Like the, as soon as that happened, I was so mad. Yeah, it was your fault. But that's my new thing. It's like this whole mantra. I'm like, don't look at a number. Like I could be 60 and just get pissed off or eat a fruit strip and wait 10 minutes and keep going. I mean, there, there's two sides of this. It's like you can get angry at yourself, but what does that solve? Like Nothing. you being angry at yourself doesn't make your blood sugar better. Right. Um, And then on the other hand, it's like, what do you do about this? And then do you get mad at the universe for doing this for to doing you. this to you and that doesn't really solve anything but i recently signed you up for a <laughs> email news craig takes it upon himself to put my email into newsletters, that he, newsletters that he thinks that he thinks that i should get yeah. <laughs> and one of them happens to me whether or not you think that, you should get them or not. yeah it, it's pretty much i get the email and then two seconds later i get a text saying lord i signed you up for newsletters." yeah <laughs> like, what is this email <laughs> But it's. But a, I, uh, I love this one. It's a. It's about stoicism. It's called the Daily Stoic. Yeah, and every day you get a little email with some sort of stoic reminder of how to live it's your like life. A little lesson. And for people who don't understand stoicism, it basically goes on to what I was saying before that you cannot control the world around you. All you can control is your reaction to it. If you go low. You can get mad or you can eat something. If uh, you're stuck in traffic, you can get mad at traffic or you can not get mad at traffic because getting mad at traffic doesn't do anything. doesn't make the traffic suddenly go away. Um, And this idea of like stoicism and diabetes first came to me in an episode of Beta Cell early on which I'll link to in the show notes. Baby beta cell. Yeah, baby, <laughs> like way before. Baby beta cell. <laughs> it's evolved to whatever it is now um, with Trevor Torres. And basically what he talks about is how there are so many factors that affect diabetes that to get angry when you're out of range at yourself 
is essentially stupid, virtually stupid. Because whenever our blood sugar is in range, we congratulate ourselves and we say, oh, I we did this. did this. I bolused right, right. How for many? this Sunday. Right. No, As, you didn't. Yeah, you were saying earlier, we'll, we'll all post the blood sugar saying, I'm going to Thai food or I'm going to Korean barbecue. Yeah. And then you post your blood sugar at 100 an hour later being like, I nailed it. Yeah. I did this. Success. I yeah. am completely responsible for yeah. this. But no, it was luck. I'm sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble. But- a lot of it was probably luck. I mean, there's there's experience. Like, if you've eaten that before, you know how many noodles, like, you can do that. Yeah. But there's so many factors that contribute to that. Oh, you decided to go to the Thai place that was one block further away than the other Thai place you went to. So you had that little extra time of that little extra exercise that did something. Or maybe you went on a run that day. Or maybe the weather was perfect. Or yada, yada, yada. Um. So we, I don't know, we, we blame ourselves when we're wrong, when our blood sugar is out of range. But we reward ourselves. We reward ourselves when it's in range um, because we, we feel like, I don't know, we're in control of everything. When the scary reality, but the true reality is that we are not in control of anything. <laughs> There's things we are in control of, right? I mean, we all know our ratios. It's not like nothing is in our control. Those ratios change. And I know, all but... these other things that I know, but Craig, it's like... constantly in flux. We, there are things, like, we are in control of yeah. how much... Ins- like, there is a chance you eat something and you thought it was going to be way over and you get insulin and But if and you that- eat the same thing, you know, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, three days in a row, you're going to get three different blood sugars yeah. each of those days. Yeah. So... How come when it's right, we yeah. know we did well, and when it's wrong, like, oh, we did something wrong? When it was, could have been anything. Because I think we have so many losses in life that we just want to <laughs> count our wins. I, I, mean. think, I think there's nothing wrong in being happy when things get right. Yeah. It's I okay. don't want to take that away from you. I'm not taking your unit. Craig doesn't want to take anything away from you. But I'm saying that. <laughs> When things don't turn out all right, it's not your fault. And take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture of of things cause this. And didn't right? you say there was like a list of 42 factors that can... Yeah, something like that. That can what determine affect your, affect your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah, your blood sugar, not your diabetes. Well, they go hand yeah. in hand. So, Yeah. It's just, this is just a simple reminder. I feel like that for when I'm hearing you talk, it's more about forgiveness to your own body. Yeah. Grace. I mean, take a step back and know that you getting angry for eating something like doesn't change your blood sugar now. If your blood sugar is a little high because you had a, two scoops of ice cream, that's not going to make your blood sugar suddenly come down. All it's going to do is make you angrier, which is probably going to increase your stress and right. make your blood sugar higher. And I'm just going to play I, – I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just going to play the other extreme real quick. I'm sure if you have never thought about being easy on yourself like this, hearing this, you're going to be like, well, how the fuck am I going to not be mad? Like it's just like it's, it's a reaction yeah. that my body has. This isn't something that's going to happen overnight. I no. think this is something that – if you want to, you can work on and focus on and 
you know, learn from. It's not going to be something where like the next time you're low, you're going to be like, oh, I'm fine. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's like, something you have to think this about. is like an inner, <laughs> this is like an inner struggle that people need to overcome, including myself, yeah. 100%. So this isn't like you're going to listen to this episode and be like, I'm a free person. Like, I'm never going to be mad again. Yeah. Like, no, it's 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 a it's but a, if you are, it's a mental review and iTunes. <laughs> no, it's like other people. Find yeah, the show. I just want to say that it's not just like, oh, you're low or you're high. Don't get mad. It's like, no, this is something that needs to come from within where you you truly realize that it, this is not your body's I mean, it's fault. Like the newsletter I signed you up for which is why it's a daily newsletter. Like it's something right? you have to work on. Yeah. You have to think about it and constantly and it's not like yeah every day will be fine but um you can have a day where you forgive yourself or don't get mad for the first five blood sugars then the last one at night you get mad at yourself for and that doesn't mean that the day i think it's even like a level beyond forgiveness because forgiveness is almost like acknowledging you did something wrong next time okay no i get that letting go it's just like okay this happened yeah a thing happened yeah, what you're right. You're right. It? Yeah. Um, it's like taking a step back from your own body, which is hard to do, like we said, because it's your body. But saying these things have happened to my body. And it's not my fault. Yeah. What do I want to do about that? Yeah. How do I want to proceed? Here's the from situation. Here? What's the solution? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds very like Spock and like. <laughs> no, like I'm all about that. I'm all about pointing out that something's wrong and doing something to fix it because if you don't and just complain nothing's gonna happen yeah how do you how are you helping yourself yeah <sighs> heavy <laughs> it's heavy but it's good but I, I needed it yeah i mean it's it's helped me a lot over time and i think that because it's on top of not blaming yourself i did an instagram post the other day saying where that with that time my blood sugar went low mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. You know what, Craig? This was another time, probably the same week my blood sugar went low. And I stood there for a good five minutes repeating to myself, this is not going to ruin your day. This is not going to ruin your day. It's early in the morning. You have an entire day ahead of you. You're going to be fine. But that's how much I had to convince myself that this 140 blood sugar at 8 a.m. wasn't going to ruin the entire rest of my day. God, 140. No, 40. Oh, 40. One, one singular 40. A 40. A 40 blood sugar. I just kept saying, it's not going to ruin it. It's not yeah. going to ruin it. You have the whole day. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I bet an hour later, like when you get to work or yeah, whatever it is, like you forgot all about it. Well, yeah. I think because I made such a big deal about it. It was a big deal. <laughs> but no, I love it. I, I love this. I love this, this thought. I love this, this journey. Process. I love this, I love love this, this theory. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I hope people find this helpful. I hope so too. It. This is our most um, philosophical. <laughs> yeah, philosophical, literally. Yeah. Episode yet, and I don't know. Our bodies did. I mean, oh my god, I was just gonna go against everything we said. Yes, <laughs> our bodies did fuck us over. No, what I'm saying is that our body, like, if you really think about it, like, yes, we have type one diabetes, but think about everything else our body still does for us. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of more good. good than bad. More good than bad, and I think you need to focus on that and be grateful. It's been a hard day's night. Sleeping like a 
Out of Range is a production of Beta Cell and is produced by me and Laura. Craig does all of our recording and editing. Subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get Out of Range downloaded automatically on your phone every week. Love what we do? Support us on Patreon and we'll send you some swag. Visit betacellpodcast.com forward slash supporters for more info. I feel like people don't take this Patreon thing yeah, seriously. Yeah, me neither. Should we take that out? No, I feel like we should just tell them. Oh, to take it seriously? Take it seriously. Like, you could actually, for a yeah. dollar a month, if everyone who downloaded this episode oh, that's true. To it, one dollar. just one dollar a month, we could afford much better wine. Craig, that's why no one takes us oh, seriously. God. We could. <laughs> we could get a better microphone stand that wasn't lowering my microphone the yeah, whole time Laura I was talking. Really I literally have to keep lowering my body as the microphone yeah, goes down. Chair just keeps lowering. I'm just seriously. looking down on her right now. No, this takes time and effort and work, and Craig does a lot of the work. Yeah. Seriously. I think people feel like I don't want to say that like you have to give us money. No, of course we'll not. We'll keep doing this. Yeah, we're not going to stop. But I think that if you stop. do it, you'll just, you, if you artists love it. Artists support artists. Just support us. Support your local business. It costs money to make this show. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, I'll make you believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. That's why every night for dinner, I just make us plain bread and butter. He gives me a can of black beans and I have to eat it out of the pot. <laughs> can't even afford that. I don't even eat carbs. The gas to heat it up. <laughs> oh my god, okay. So please, we have a Patreon account. Yeah, go visit. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. And this is Out, Out of, of Range. range. You know I'll be here.